Hello you guys, it's Katie and welcome back to another episode of Crime and Crochet. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the very mysterious disappearance of Deborah Deanne Poe, who disappeared from her job at Circle K in 1990. Deborah grew up in Northern Virginia, and she took ballet lessons for four years and had a dream of becoming a professional dancer. Until she got a little bit older, she decided to move to Orlando in 1989, and she purchased a brand new red Toyota and planned to buy a home and start her own catering business in the future. But for the time being, she was actually working two different jobs and sharing a duplex with a roommate. In 1990, Deborah did have two full-time jobs that she worked trying to save up money for the house she wanted to buy as well as the catering business she wanted to start. So, she worked one job that was a retail sales department at the Orlando Sentinel And she also worked at the Circle K convenience store. At the time of Deborah's disappearance, she did work at the Circle K for the night shifts. And she did work there five nights a week. So, on the night of February 4th, 1990, she was working her regular shift. And one of her regular customers came in because this person worked the night shift at their job as well. So, they came in between... 3.15 and 3.30 a.m. And they noticed that Deborah was not standing behind the counter like she normally would be. And instead, it was a Caucasian man who looked to be between the ages of 19 and 25, had long black hair, black eyes, and was wearing a black t-shirt with a rock band logo on it. So, like, very distinctive guy, he even drove a van that was black and had this band airbrushed on the side of it. So, very distinctive, and he was standing behind the counter. This person asked if they're a new employee. He says yes, and they don't think twice about it, even though he's not in a uniform or anything, which does seem weird. But, I mean, it's 3 a.m., they're probably tired, they just got off work, all that stuff. They just want to get whatever they're getting and leave. This lady that came into the store wanted some cigarettes and thought, of course, he was the only person there working the night shift. So she went up to him and pointed out what cigarettes she wanted. And it took him a while to figure out how to even get to the cigarettes. And then it took him a while to figure out the cash register, all of this, but the customer just put it down to him being new, especially since she hadn't seen him ever before. She thought it was probably his first day or something. Now, the weird part about this, well, it's all weird, first off, like he's not even in a uniform or anything, but the weirdest part, according to the customer, is that as she was leaving, he said, you shouldn't smoke, you know, in like a very 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 weird just way of saying it like kind of whispering even though it's only the two of them in the store like really kind of creepy 
and then he basically gave her her change and she walked out which is so awkward to begin with but also like the sales clerk is normally not going to tell you that because they want you to buy stuff so anyway just very weird the man who was behind the counter that night was never identified and this is just so crazy especially since deborah went missing either right before this or right after so there are some theories that either of course this man was involved in her disappearance or that maybe he came to the store as a customer and realized that the store was abandoned and maybe he was drunk on some sort of drugs something like that and decided that he wanted to pretend to be the cashier or something I don't know about that theory, but I have heard that theory in this case. So if he's not involved in her disappearance, maybe that's what happened. But either way, she did disappear and the store was completely abandoned by the time the next customer came to the store. So another customer just happens to come in around 4 a.m. and realizes that the store is unoccupied and calls the police because, of course, this is a very weird situation there should at least be one person working the store and if the store was closed it would have been locked up and all of that so a cup of coffee and a carton of milk were also found on top of a stack of house plans on the floor behind the counter and deborah's circle case mock was behind the counter neatly folded so maybe these house plans were something she was looking at while maybe drinking a carton of chocolate milk and the coffee. I don't know. I mean, she was planning on buying a house, so maybe she was looking at house plans. I mean, what else are you going to do when it's the night shift and you only get a customer like every 30 minutes? You know, at least that's my idea of all of this stuff, but still very strange why her uniform was just neatly folded and set behind the counter now other than what was inside the store other things that are notable is that her car was completely undisturbed in the parking lot with her purse in the back seat her paycheck and her car keys were also inside of the car and there was no sign of a struggle at all the cash register was locked and there was no evidence of a robbery so it appeared that she had just simply vanished. There was no trace of where she went. Nothing with her car appeared to be different. So ultimately, just really strange circumstances for her to go missing under. Normally, there would at least be some sort of evidence of a disturbance if she had left and somebody else was the reason she left, like a robbery, and the cash register would have been opened, or money would have been missing, or merchandise would have been missing, something along those lines, if it was a robbery motive, or if she was taken with a struggle, like a kidnapping or something, maybe there would have been merchandise like flung around if a fight happened something like that to give investigators a little bit of something to go off of but there was nothing like that the only things 
were what we've already discussed. And it's just crazy that it kind of seems like she just walked away. But didn't take her car. Didn't do anything logical. Even if she decided she was just quitting and didn't want to tell anybody, why would you just leave your car there? And with your paycheck and your purse, your car keys inside the car, like, none of it makes sense. Now, when investigators get there, they do have tracking dogs trace her scent from the rear of the store over a wooden fence to where there was a trail, which suggested that she had gotten into a vehicle, but she had never been heard from or seen afterward. So, investigators believe that she was forcibly abducted from the store because again why would she have not left in her car or anything like that if it was on her own well that she was leaving so definitely crazy circumstances but we do have some details to get into as far as like her boyfriend and maybe suspects in general so obviously there was not very much for the police to go off of at all as far as investigating this case But also, it is just really routine for investigators to talk to the people closest to the person. So, one of the first people they talked to was her boyfriend, whose name was Scott. And he actually worked at the same Circle K as well. Not the same shift, but he did work there. So, he kind of knew a lot about the Circle K. And he did actually say that she had problems with customers while she was working the night shift on multiple occasions. So in his mind, something had happened with a customer getting mad or something, and that's why she disappeared. One pretty big memorable event that Scott, Deborah's boyfriend, did mention to the investigators was how one time a drunk man came into the store while she was working alone on the night shift and he started chasing her around the store she went behind the counter he went behind the counter she went around a corner he went around a corner like just following her and she went outside then he went outside then luckily she was able to run back into the store and close the door and lock it before he got back in but he was following her So, very scary situation, especially for a young girl like herself, because she was only 26 at the time. I don't think I mentioned this, but she was 26 at the time. So, for a young girl like her, who was very pretty as well, to be working at like 3 a.m. and have encounters like that at a gas station is just really creepy on its own. So, to know that she also went missing after some of these incidents happening is just really creepy as well now according to some different sources after incidents like this started happening to deborah her boyfriend would actually either stay in his car or stay in the store with her during her shifts and even though he had already worked his shifts that day and he really needed to go home and sleep he would still stay there with her just drink a bunch of coffee to stay awake to make sure that she was safe and When no other incidents were happening at this point, she actually got aggravated with him being so protective and told him that he needed to go home. 
to get some rest because he had already worked that day and possibly was working the next day too. So she told him that he needed to go home and that she was completely fine. So instead of staying there the whole time, he would just come do checkups every now and again. So at 1 a.m. that night was the last time he saw her and she was completely fine. And then at 3 a.m., a friend said they saw her. Now, if I'm understanding the sources correctly, they were just driving past the store or maybe walking past and saw her hair, like her really poofy hair, just like her silhouette, standing at the counter at 3 a.m. But they didn't actually see her. But this friend swears that it was her, had to be her, because of the outline of her poofy hair. So, I don't know exactly on that, but if that is to be believed, then she was in the store at 3 a.m. And, again, the strange man that we talked about earlier that ended up checking out the one regular customer that came between 3.15 and 3.30 a.m. was there between 3.15 and 3.30 a.m., when that one regular customer was there. So that's only a 15-minute window between the friend seeing her and there reportedly being another strange man in the store and her not being seen. So whether she was in the store or not at the time, we don't know. But we do know that she was not seen and a random man was seen instead in the store. So... Very creepy that within just that 15 minutes, something obviously happened. Whether that man was to blame, we have no idea, of course, because he's never even been identified, so they couldn't even talk to him or anything like that. So he's definitely the missing piece in this case, I believe, because he obviously has to know something, because why did he just pretend to work there if? He was just a customer as well. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Now to this day, Deborah is still missing. They have not found her body. They have not found really any other evidence. They have not been able to gather anything from suspects or witnesses other than what we've talked about already. So it is just really creepy that this woman went missing without any trace and it has been since 1990 it is 2022 nobody nothing to indicate she is alive or dead just missing like that's the type of case that i can't get over if you find a body then Okay, maybe you can find a cause of death. Or if you find some clothing, or you find the person's car abandoned, or you find something to give you more answers. But the fact that there hasn't been really any answers since the day she went missing is insane. And in my mind, all of this adds up to foul play, which is also what the police believe. And I also believe that the man that was in the store had to have something to do with it you don't just go into a store 
and pretend to be working in the store whenever a customer comes in just because you're innocent. (laughs) At least, that's what I think. So the last kind of noteworthy thing that happened in this case was when authorities said that they had a suspect in her disappearance in March of 2002, but they refused to publicly identify the person that they were referring to as a suspect. And the investigators searched an area of land near a church in Orange County at the same time, and they stated that the evidence in the case led them to this suspect in this area. And it is not known if they found anything from this search, but people did some digging on their own, of course, and found that this area that they were excavating was close to where her boyfriend lived at the time of her disappearance. So this kind of made people put two and two together and think that maybe he was the suspect that they were talking about. And maybe that's why he came up with these stories, even if they were true. Maybe that's why he was telling the investigators all about the creepy men that had been coming into the store to kind of put the blame on them if he did have something to do with her disappearance. Now, of course, that's just a theory. This case is still unsolved. So just a theory. And of course, nobody knows what even happened because it is not solved. And now her boyfriend, well, obviously not boyfriend anymore, but he now lives in Kentucky and he did pass a polygraph test about her disappearance. And the police were also never able to locate or talk to the man that chased Deborah around the store two weeks before her disappearance as well, which by the way, you guys, I don't think I mentioned this earlier because I swear the other article I was reading did not mention this part, but apparently this drunk man that came in and was chasing her around the store was not only drunk in chasing her around the store, but he was also naked. Literally, what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. How is that just a detail that the last article skipped over? I don't know, but this sentence literally says... The police were never able to locate the naked man who chased Poe around the Circle K two weeks before her disappearance. So, that is insane. I would have quit my job right then and there if that happened to me. But she was really trying to work hard to save up for her dreams of having this house and this catering business that she wanted to start. So, really super sad that her life was taken way way too soon she was only 26 which i said life taken they still haven't found her body but even after like i think it's five years after a person is reported missing you can declare the person as dead even if the body has not been found so at this point the verdict is pretty much that she's dead because again this was back in 1990 So, anyway, absolutely insane case, you guys. And this is one that I haven't heard too much about. So, I definitely wanted to share it in today's episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed. 
But of course, before we end this, we gotta talk about this week's crochet pattern. For this week's crochet pattern feature, we have the Colorful Fox pattern, which is by Colorful Fox Creations on Etsy and Instagram. And this pattern is a fairly realistic fox pattern that is advanced beginners to intermediate level. Now, this pattern doesn't require too much sewing since the legs are attached to the body as you are crocheting. So, you only have to worry about attaching the head, the ears, and the tail, which of course is great for people that don't love sewing all of the pieces together. Now, for my listeners today, there is a coupon code you can use, which is CRIME AND CROCHET. In all caps for 10% off if you guys are interested. So again, that is Crime and Crochet. Just the name of this podcast as all one word in all caps for 10% off your order. So that is this week's crochet pattern. And if you guys do want to check out the pattern and see pictures from this case and my sources, all of that kind of stuff. You can also just head over to my Instagram, which is also at crime and crochet as all one word. And that's going to be the best place for you guys to find the details from this episode as well as the pattern for this week. So again, before I wrap up this episode, I just wanted to remind you guys that you can check out today's crochet pattern as well as my sources, pictures of the people involved in this case and much much more over on my instagram at crime and crochet as all one word as well as if you want to help me out the best way you can help me is leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on if you are enjoying the podcast with that thank you so much for listening to this episode and i hope you will join me here next saturday for the next episode of crime and crochet and make sure y'all are staying safe out there so you don't end up being one of these victims we talk about every week goodbye y'all